you know, paralysis is not laziness. It's real and it can be so scary for many of us, right? Like we can have this experience of like being in our mind and knowing that we're supposed to do something, but feeling so overwhelmed and so debilitated that you just can't do the simplest things. I am so excited to be finally back talking to you all. Like it has been a red hot minute. So if you are new to this space, welcome. My focus, instead of just being on broad mental health, I've really kind of niched down a little bit in terms of ADHD. And so what I want to do every week is answer your questions about ADHD. Everyone, Sky again for our ADHD chat. Now, today I wanted to talk to you about something called ADHD paralysis. Now, most of us have heard of the word overwhelm, but not everyone has heard of ADHD paralysis. And the reality is the paralysis is the result of overwhelm. You know, when I think about overwhelm, I think about too many demands and not enough capacity from me to be able to do the things that I know I need to be able to do. Now, ADHD paralysis happens when the amount of demands, they just keep coming and it feels like they don't let up and your capacity, it gets smaller and smaller until you get to the point where you literally feel like I cannot, cannot in any way do the thing. It's almost like this trapdoor in your mind or your body comes down and just like shuts, right? And your nervous system, it just freezes And you start to feel super stuck in the moment. You know, paralysis is not laziness. It's real and it can be so scary for many of us, right? Like we can have this experience of like being in our mind and knowing that we're supposed to do something, but feeling so overwhelmed and so debilitated that you just can't do the simplest things. You know, when that happens for me or when it used to happen for me, what it would also bring with it would be anxiety and sometimes fear, right? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? I'd get quite distressed. Like the people would round me would see that I would be like in a, in a bit of a state, right? Because I just didn't know what was going on. And after the fact, there would be so much shame. You know, and the shame would come around like, how how is it that everybody else can do the thing and I can't do the thing? Or how is it that everybody else can cope and I can't cope? Like those stories, those shitty beliefs that pop up all of the fucking time, they just come in and smash me. And all that would happen is I get in this vicious cycle of overwhelm, paralysis, shame, overwhelm, paralysis, shame. And it's almost like it'd go round and round and round and round. Now, here's the thing about overwhelm is overwhelm happens, right, when we have too many things going on in our environment, too much information coming in, and we're not able to effectively filter out the demands, prioritize the demands, and figure out what we need to do next. You know, in one of my other episodes, I talked to you about the nature of executive functioning being a problem for ADHDers and our brain almost being like an orchestra where we've got all of these musical parts and these people that play the instruments really well, 
But the conductor's missing, the person who's meant to organize, integrate, plan, right? Like lead the team just keeps fucking off. You know, when overwhelm's coming in again and again and again, and there's no conductor that's helping you filter, prioritize, plan, organize, shut things down, then at some point you're bound to get overwhelmed. Now, for many of us, paralysis, it shows up in different ways, right? Like you might be a little bit like me in that your brain is like the master overthinker or overanalyzer and you're always focusing on problem. What's next? What if this happens? What if that happens? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? Like, like the brain just doesn't stop, right? And sometimes the brain, the overthinking, it's not just the negatives. It's not just the worries, right? Sometimes it's like really cool shit. Like, I wonder what it would be like if I just sold up my house and moved to Italy and then I would create this business and I'd buy a gelato bar and, but I'd only want this kind of ice cream and blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes there's cool shit going on in there too, right? But whether it's the cool shit or it's the worries, too much is overwhelming. You know, for you, overwhelm or that kind of like leading towards paralysis, it might show up as just this inability to start a project, right? An inability to prioritize something. And so that thing builds up with the other thing, builds up with the other thing. And before you know it, you've got 50 things that in your mind all feel like they're the same priority and it just fucking overwhelms you. For some people, overwhelm might build up because your focus and your attention is problematic. Like we've talked about this with ADHDs is sometimes for many of us, like you can't filter out the shit around you. So if you're in an environment where there's a lot going on, again, it can build up and up and up and it can get into overwhelm. Like I know for me, like I've got four kids and you think about it, if they have one friend over each, which was the other weekend, we have eight kids, two dogs, two fucking lizards, the rabbit and the bird and the husband and the noise and the chaos. And I almost, I can feel myself like it starts from my toes and it builds up and up and up and I can feel the overwhelm coming, right? And the thing is what I've learned now is to try and catch it so it doesn't get to paralysis. But if we're not aware of it and we don't understand our overwhelm and we don't understand the costs of the overwhelm, then it can lead to that paralysis. Now, for other people, it's like poor time management, right? You've left everything to the last minute. Now you've got a million things to do. It's so overwhelming. You don't get to finish it all. You're late for the fucking doctor's appointment you've been waiting for for a month. You forgot to pick your kid up from school and the list goes on and on and on, right? And again, you can feel it in your body that the enormity of tasks just build. Or maybe for you, the overwhelm comes up with decision-making, Maybe there's too many demands on you in the moment in terms of having to make a decision. And, you know, if you're a parent or I don't know if you're if you're in like work or if you're like studying or whatever it might be, like every single day, there's going to be decisions. Like for me, I wake up in the morning, you know, it's like, what time should I get up to have enough time? And then, you know, should I wake Max up first? But he's going to be cranky. Or then should I wake Josh up first? But then they're going to fight. Like whose breakfast do I give first? Right. Who gets the last bit of the chocolate milk? Who's going to have the bigger argument? Right. Like, should I let the dogs out before I wake the kids up? Or should I let the dogs wake the kids up? Or again, like the brain. Right, ADHD brains, we see so many choices in one thing, whereas many neurotypicals see one choice where we see 50, right? But again, that overwhelm, it builds and it builds. 
right? Or maybe you're someone who you jump between tasks. So when you wake up in the morning, you can see 50 half jobs, nothing finished, nothing complete. And that environment and that space for you is a trigger for overwhelm. Or maybe for you, you're the avoider. And you've avoided that conversation that was hard. You've avoided texting that person back. You've avoided that email. You've avoided paying that bill. You've avoided buying the new clothes because you don't feel good in your clothes. You've avoided whatever the fuck it is. And now one day it's almost like you wake up and you see all of those things you've been avoiding smacking you in the face. And again, we're in overwhelm. Or maybe for you, it's the brain fog right? Where so much has happened for so long that there's almost like this cloud and this fog around you that you can't seem to escape from and you can't get out of. And it's just like, it's almost suffocating is a word I would use, but it might be different for you. And again, the overwhelm builds. Now the problem as the overwhelm builds and builds and builds and the demands keep coming and coming and coming, your nervous system shuts down. It's like your nervous system is saying to you and the world, fuck off, I am done, we are shutting down now, I can cope with nothing else. Like who's heard themselves say the sentence, I'm done, I'm just, I'm done, I'm done. That sentence is probably a really good indicator that you are heading to ADHD paralysis. Now there's three types of ADHD paralysis and it's really helpful as an ADHDer to be super clear on like what's your type of paralysis because then you can come in as an observer and start to be more aware of when it's creeping up on you right because ADHD paralysis it's a bit like going to a theme park right the paralysis is the roller coaster that you don't want to fucking be on once you're on it you're fucking stuck like you have to do the ride right if you get off you die but going to the theme park hanging around the theme park lining up in the roller coaster line, getting on the roller coaster before it starts, all of that, there's room for choice. There's room for movement. So learning your paralysis, learning when you're rocking up at the theme park, learning when you're getting closer to the roller coaster, all of that information is going to help you to minimize, I don't say stop because it's going to happen guys, but minimize how often you find yourself in paralysis and how severe it is when it shows up. Right? Maybe we'll end up on the little roller coaster. Now, the first type of ADHD paralysis is mental paralysis. And this tends to be the one that I experience the most, right? And this is the person that is overwhelmed with thoughts, emotions, information coming in, and sensory overload. Right? It's like it's like your head. You're in your head. There's so much coming in and you can't filter it out. And again, it's not always negative. Like it might be the radio's playing and then the kids are talking and then you had the thoughts about the new idea for your business. But then you remembered the spilt milk that you left in the house before you got home. And then you've just drove past the vet and gone, fuck, I forgot the vet was at 10 o'clock this morning and I've missed it. And then you remember that you've misplaced your credit card. And then you remember that you need a milk on the way home. And now you can't get the milk for the eggs. That's the only fucking thing that the kids are going to eat. Now they're going to have a tantrum and before you know it, all of that information coming in, I don't know about you, I call it a brain crash, right? It's like my brain literally just goes, done. And again, the trapdoor comes down and it's almost like my kids will say, like I zone out, like I'm checked out. I cannot speak to you. I cannot answer you. I cannot make a choice for you. I am 
done. Hear the sentence again. Right? That is what mental paralysis is. Now, the other type of paralysis is choice paralysis. So maybe for you, it's like, you know, the analysis paralysis. So maybe for you, it's like when you're faced with too many choices and you have to make too many decisions, you start to overthink, you overanalyze, you look for all of the information, you end up down the fucking rabbit hole, you've got 50 million conflicting Google tab searches that you have now found that have just fucked with your choices and you struggle to pick a solution. And again, the tabs being open, the amount of choices that you have to make, the amount of information that you know have to filter through, the amount of people that you've got around you going, have you made the choice yet? Have you made the choice yet? Whew, lordy me, right? Overwhelm, trapdoor, paralysis. And then the last one is ADHD task paralysis. Now, task paralysis is when we know there's something that we need to do. But two things happen. We can't prioritize which task we need to do first. So all of those motherfuckers build up and we've got 50. And then the second thing is we become really hesitant or scared or unmotivated to begin a task. Right? Like I'll always remember it. Like every Saturday my mum would say to me, okay, guys, like it's time to clean your room. And my sister would go into her room and she would start cleaning and she was a lot more organized, um, way more organized than I have ever been, right? And I would literally stand at my door and overwhelm would just, you know, like that feeling when it washes over you and you feel that sick feeling. And my brain would be like, I don't know where to start. I'd be like, do I start in the cupboard? But if I start in the cupboard, then, you know, what about the mess on the floor? But if I pick the mess up off the floor and then I try to hang it in the cupboard, then the cupboard's not clean. But if I get caught up in the cupboard, then do I take some of the clothes out and then I start filtering them so I can throw them out to the salvos? But then if I start doing that, then I'm going to have to find a garbage bag. But if I go and find the garbage bag, where are the garbage bags again? And then I'm going to get in trouble from mum. So I better, my, I better not go out. I better stay in my room. And then, oh, fuck, I also need to make my bed. But what kind of sheets do I need? And what color do I like? And brrr, right? Like it beca- again, the task in itself becomes overwhelming, right? And then we procrastinate, we zone out and we avoid and the trapdoor comes down because the task just gets bigger around us. And again, it's because of that executive functioning, right? One task for many ADHDers is 50 fucking tasks in one. And we've got to figure that shit out before we even know where to start. Overwhelm, right? Oh, the minute we start to feel overwhelmed, Woof, trapdoor, task paralysis, right? Now start observing yourself over the week. Like when do you start to notice that kind of feeling wash over you of like, oh fuck, right? When do you start to notice that you're feeling overwhelmed? Like start writing it down. Like where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? What executive functioning is being pulled upon? Like, is it your attention, right? And your inability to do that. Is it your working memory? Is it your problem solving, right? Is it your self-awareness, right? Start getting an idea of where your struggle points are so you know how to support yourself in the overwhelm. Now, here's the thing people say to me is like, great, Sky, like, thanks for sharing that with me. And I totally get it and I hear you, but what do I do with it? Now, I can tell you what I do with it, and then you can take from that and see what works for you, right? But my strong advice is to start somewhere. 
Pick one strategy that you think might support you and give that a go for a week. Because sometimes what we do is we start to Google task paralysis and then we find 10, 20, 30, hundreds of things that we should do. And then we get overwhelmed and then we try to do six of the strategies and then we get caught up in the overwhelm of the strategies and you can see where I'm going with this, right? Whereas the best thing to do is pick one strategy and see if it works for you. Now, the one strategy that I find helpful for myself, for my little human, for my clients is a brain dump. And whether your brain dump is at someone in a beautiful way, like I will say to Joel, hey, I need to brain dump. Can you just listen to me for 10 minutes? So you would just say it out loud to the human, right? And then they like just saying sometimes things out loud, it almost like it, it kind of processes in your brain, right? Or for me, what I find even better is writing a brain dump on pen and paper. So I get the paper out and I literally do this once a day. I'll be like, okay, Sky, and I talk to myself, what is in your mind and what needs to come out? And I will literally just brain dump everything that's there. And I encourage you to use pen to paper for two reasons. One is pen to paper is more cathartic, therapeutic, and research shows us that we actually learn better and we feel better when we're actually physically writing the thing. So just typing on the phone, it's not going to cut it and it's not going to work. And let's be honest, the phones will take us down another fucking rabbit hole that we don't want to be in, right? So back to the brain dump on the pen and paper. Then what I will do is I will read through the brain dump and I will literally say to myself so what is actually there that requires action and whatever does not require any action from me I cross off then what I do is I get my post-it notes and on my post-it notes I will transfer the actionable things that I need to do to the post-it note so it might be ring the doctor for Max follow up that referral fill out the hospital form for Josh right? Finish that report for so-and-so. Pay that bill, right? And I'd be really specific on the post-it note. And then what I do with those post-it notes is I'm like, oh, here's my have to do shit for home post-it note category. And I put all them together. Here's my post-it notes for work. Here's my post-it notes for Sky. And then I check in, hang on a minute, right now I'm at work. So I put the home ones aside. I put the Sky ones aside. And I'm like, in my work pile, what is one of them that I'm going to do right now? And I literally will pick one up and I will carry that motherfucker around until I complete it. And then once I'm done, I will literally scribble it up and either throw it in the bin or I don't know, throw it at Sherry because she's awesome and it's a bit of fun because bring joy and fun to this, like seriously, right? And it's done and it's gone and it's freeing, right? You almost get the dopamine hit from ripping that motherfucker up and throwing it away, right? And then you're only left with what's there and you pick another one up. Now, the other reason why it's a post-it note and I carry it around is because then I don't forget the thing that I'm doing because it's literally with me when I'm going to do the tasks. The other thing that I learned to do with my post-it notes is prioritize them. So if there's more than five, you're going to get overwhelmed. So literally just pick five. It doesn't matter if they're not the most important. The goal right now is to get shit done. And out of that five, put the most important one at the top and then the second one the third one the fourth one the fifth one and then you take the first one and then the second one and so forth right so we're really trying to practice breaking it down we're trying to practice keeping things simple we're trying to practice putting things in a priority 
And the other thing to remember too is that you don't have to get shit perfect. Like done is better than perfect. And this is something that has took, it's taken me a long time, right? It's like, well, if I get the washing done and it's not perfect, that's okay. If I get um, the bills paid and it's not perfect, guess what? Someone sent me a reminder and that will sort itself out, right? <laughs> right? It's just about getting it done. We can go back. We can fix something up later. But if we kind of sit in this state of overwhelm, again, it's paralysis, the trapdoor's down, and we're doing nothing. The other thing that is super important as an ADHD is bring fun in the day. Bring fun in the moment. You know, maybe with the house, it's like, how can you put your favorite music on and dance around, right? You know, who can you bring in that's a bit of a laugh that you can bounce off when you're doing something? All right, like what can you do to bring a bit of joy and fun in your day? Or maybe you can get in the practice, and this is the practice of like, I'm going to do three minutes of something fun, and then I'm going to do 10 minutes of work. But making sure the transition doesn't create more problem, right? It's It's a really tricky balance. But fun is so important. And the other big word that I want you to think about when you're really working on taking care of yourself and the overwhelm, right, is compassion. And if you haven't listened to the podcast video on compassion, go and do that now because compassion is so important, right? Like when we're looking at the overwhelm, when we're looking at when we are in paralysis, we want to come in from a place of understanding, of observation, of curiosity, and be super kind. The minute you come in with criticism, you're just adding in more problem that's already there, right? The way that you treat yourself, it matters. It matters so much, right? If you're in overwhelm and the story is, I should be able to do better, you are going to build more overwhelm, which leads quickly to paralysis. If you're in overwhelm and you shift the story to, it's okay, Like this is so valid right now. Take a breath and you can get through this. You're less likely to get into paralysis as quick. Is it hard? Oh my God, yes. Is it worth it though? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Nothing changes unless something changes. So it's all about practicing these skills. Yeah. And again, like I'd love to hear from you. So you know, spend the week, do some observation, notice your overwhelm, notice where you're being unkind to yourself, notice what environments you are where the trap door shuts down, you know, practice maybe that skill of brain dumping, writing it down, making the task fun, and then jump in the Facebook group, living with ADHD, and let us know, like share in there, what do you notice for yourself? Where are your struggle points? What works for you? Because the other thing that I've learned about the importance of communication in an ADHD community is like I get to learn from you and you get to learn from me and then, you know, Betty gets to learn from Bill and Bob gets to learn from Jill and I'm just making it up, right? But the more community, the more discussion, the more conversation, the more we can learn from each other. All right, everyone, thanks for listening and I will talk to you again next time.